0: This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we're talking on tap nine point four goodness with new storage protocols and platforms to bring you even more performance. Well, 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 well. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp. Oh yeah. I love NetApp because it's so funny. Hello and welcome to the Tech On Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm in the studio here and on the phone today we have uh, Senior Vice President Octavian Tanase of the OnTap group, as well as uh, Jeff Baxter, and I'm going to be really nice to them because they are kind of in my direct management chain. Um, So you didn't hear all the mean things I was saying to them before we got on the podcast, but publicly I have to be nice to them. So Octavian, hi, if you could introduce yourself, tell us what you do here at NetApp, even though I just spoiled it a little bit, and how to reach you on social media.
1: Well, um, so I think you already introduced me uh, gloriously, so I appreciate that. Thank you for being, you know, asking us to be on a podcast. Um, you can find me at Octav um, on uh, on Twitter and uh, occasionally on LinkedIn when, um, well, I'm not updating my resume, but from time to time, I, I post things that uh, I think are interesting in, on leadership. So um, I think you asked us to come and talk about ONTAP 9.4, but uh, before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit about our vision for a modern data center, because what NetApp does, it comes and delivers and fulfills that vision. So we um, we believe that a 21st century uh, data center um, is cloud-connected, right? And uh, it's also flash enabled because you want to um, accelerate uh, applications and deploying, you know, new ones uh, that can take advantage of uh, of the capabilities of that media. Uh, the 21st century modern data center, it's also software defined because you're also looking to um, to deploy capabilities at the edge in a, in a small ruggedized, uh, you know, data center in a box, as well as in the cloud. So uh, the ubiquity of the technology, you know, matters. Uh, the data center is also simple, efficient, intelligent. Because you know, more and more, you're you know, you're having to do with uh, uh, with engineers that you know are concerned about many uh, you know aspects of the of the business, and they can't develop deep expertise in storage anymore or networking. So you want to make sure that you're building capabilities that are simple to use, straightforward, and and help um, you know engineers, system administrators. Uh, application developers to be as productive as possible. So now, what makes all that come together? What makes that possible? That flash connectivity, that software-defined, you know, uh, aspects, the you know, the the flash enablement of that data center. It's on tap, right? On tap. It's a digital ma- masterpiece. Something that you know, uh, the company has started developing uh, more than 25 years ago, and we promptly rewritten that uh, operating system three times. And the last time we've done it with flash in mind, last time we've done it with cloud in mind. And, um, you know, software defined was one of the key design centers. So what ONTAP 9.4 um, does, it enables us to, to be first in the market. And, you know, being first, you know, matters sometimes, being best also matters most of the time. I think in, in most cases, you know, what ONTAP enables us to be in many cases first and best. Um, And with 9.4, we are first to the market with a a end-to-end NVMe uh, technology. That means the front-end host connectivity is NVMe over fabrics. And we're also embedding uh, NVMe drives in in some of our systems. Number two, we're still first. um, uh, First to the market with an all-flash system that supports 100 gig connectivity. And, uh, you know, that's important, you know, for... For workloads that you know require a lot of east-west you know, traffic in in a, in a cluster, it's the next-generation networking that we believe is going to be ubiquitously deployed in a modern data center. And last but not least, we are also first to the market with our partner from Samsung uh, in deploying the densest, uh, you know, largest, you know, flash drive in the market, um, the effective capacity of 30, you know, terabytes. So um, that's pretty exciting right off the bat to enable three industry firsts in, in one, one release.
0: It's also kind of considered an off release, right? I mean, we're, we're dealing with a spring release, which is not really around Insight timeframe, right? We, we usually release the major big stuff around that time to get kind of have a big delivery of the next release, right? So um, I can imagine that Insight time we're going to have even more to talk about.
1: And you'll have to dial in to, on a podcast around that time to tell you more about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we actually talked about some of these concepts of, you know, um, ruggedized ONTAP, software-defined. We talked to Vector Data, one of our partners, that does this sort of thing. Um, And one of the use cases they talked about was Internet of Things and using uh, this kind of technology where we have a ruggedized ONTAP version, where, you know, things like self-driving cars, perhaps, are reporting back to these ONTAP instances and loading these data pieces so they can do the analytics on the ONTAP side. Um, so that kind of drives us into this discussion of analytics and a data pipeline. So what sort of things are we enabling for the data pipeline in ONTAP?
1: So it's a, I'm glad that you asked the, the, the question. I think there are a couple of things that two trends that are, you know, very much uh, driving this type of an architecture. I think, uh, you know, first of all, um, all enterprises all, in all industry segments uh, are looking to, um, to leverage uh, data to their advantage uh, to optimize their business to create new touch points for, uh, for their customers um, to to build new services and they're looking to um, to exercise uh, algorithms sort of you know for, for machine learning and deep learning on on that data um, and uh, you know use that data for to make faster decisions better decisions more timely decisions and um, we believe that that's going to be ubiquitous uh, in uh, in in the data center, the ubiquitous application. So those workloads require um, unprecedented capabilities from the data management system. Um, you know they they will require massive data lakes. Uh, they will require tremendous um, you know throughput and ingest rates. They would require um, you know tremendously low you know latency, and that's what um, you know. On tap can do um, and that's what on tap um, on an all flash system can do for this type of workload now uh, what it's also happening nowadays is that uh, most of the data it's actually not created in the traditional data center but uh, at the edge or or in the cloud so in any type of enterprise, you're going to have to have uh, the capability to enable this data pipeline that perhaps starts with the ingestion of the data at the edge and the data management, data mobility, data governance uh, into the cloud um, and into the you know traditional data center. So we have uh, you know build a blueprint, a solution, something that we're currently um, looking to uh, to formalize with our partners from NVIDIA to articulate that, that vision of, uh, of a data pipeline that enables you to do data management regardless of where you know data is being created. And the software-defined aspect of ONTAP enables us to be wherever data is being created.
0: Yeah, and this isn't just a pet project. I mean, this is something that's necessary to do. You know, this is where the market is heading, so we better get there as well.
1: Uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm very, very happy that you asked that question.
0: Jeff, did you have something to actually we let, let me introduce Jeff since we we went to, to on already. So Jeff Baxter, we jagged, we dragged him away from a very compelling game of solitaire uh to come in here and talk to us about on tap. So um I,
2: told I don't know what you're talking
0: about. It was a Minesweeper. Was, um, yeah. Was a minesweeper. So uh, Jeff, what, what did you want to say?
2: So um yeah, and, and just you know, to do your standard intro, I'm chief evangelist for Ontap, and you can find me online. Um at Backs on Tap, I'm fully Brian compliant. Even okay. on Tap built into it, Octavian. Okay. You know that's how Very committed nice. I am. I would have to change my whole Twitter handle if I, you know, that's a, that's a hard thing. to It's traumatic, it. really. Okay. Yeah, it's it's right. we wouldn't want to do that. This is so, Jeff on the edge. Yeah, it's it's right there. So, <laughs> so Justin, re- rephrase your question. What do you want me to talk about in this particular piece of the, uh, the I podcast? I mean, you
0: were you were interrupting Octavian for some reason to talk about something. So, um, feel free to to. What were you gonna say? I don't, I don't. No, he was
1: just being supportive. Uh, oh, was he? Was he?
0: Oh, that's different.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, before you know, beyond the the artificial intelligence data and the data pipeline, you know, aspects of of on I think um, you know Jeff has been uh, you know championing the, the you know the flash capabilities and yeah. the cloud capabilities for a while. So I can't find any more you know a, a better speaker than you on the capabilities that we make available to our customers.
2: Yeah, I think the, the so thank you for that, first of all. I think the data pipeline is emblematic of one use case that kind of, the, the reason we love talking about the data pipeline for AI and, and all sorts of other things is it really helps tie together a bunch of, uh, you know, what would seemingly be independent technology investments that, that really truly weren't independent, right? That were pretty carefully thought out about how they all work together. So stuff like software defined storage is amazing just to use as software defined storage, but it also, Hey, shocker, right? I'm sure you never thought about it, that it could be used at the edge or internet of things, right? That's just completely random. No, I mean, that, that was well planned out. Um, the ability to work at the core and to have the absolute fastest technology. Um, I think I was sitting in the room um, as, you know, when was it a year or so ago when you guys made the decision to go with NVMe over Fiber Channel? Just made that. About
1: 14 it? months ago. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, I mean, and that was a, that was not an incidental. Oh, gee, we should do that. I mean, that was a conscious decision to pursue that as where we thought the next intersection technology point would be, and then having that intersect with what turns out to be an absolutely rock-solid, amazingly fast platform that you know is our intersection point for NVMe drives and hundred E drives, and pulling that all together with ONTAP point four. It's um, uh, you know there, there's always there's always some you know, things just lined up appropriately from suppliers and a little bit of serendipity, but most of it was just hardcore planning to make sure this all converged
1: at one point. And uh, it's an articulation of the vision, right? One of the things that we wanted to do is help customers consolidate applications, Mm -hmm. um, both legacy applications and emerging applications on one platform and one operating system. And I think um, what ONTAP does, it enables that simplification and streamlining of data management in a modern data center. Mm -hmm.
0: It's. I, also, I think, you can also streamline it into a single cluster, right? I mean, you can tier things and have your NVMe attached storage and your high-performance tier for your Internet of Things and your data pipeline piece. In the yeah. same cluster, you can have a capacity tier where you maybe offload things later on. And then with Fabric Pool, you can use that storage efficiency to offload to cloud and storage grid. So there's a lot of potential there to yeah. change your data center around to where it's just basically running all in the single entity.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the immortal, um, you know, cluster that uh, now.
0: Did you just uh, bring it, back immortal cluster?
2: I, I brought. A, I heard Immoral, and I'm not sure which
1: is no, worse. No, I think it's the, the
0: it's, amoral my, cluster. I, yeah, the immoral.
1: <laughs> no, I think it's the Immortal cluster that has many. It's a many faceted immortal cluster, as you said. You can have uh, both capacity and performance nodes um, into the same cluster. You can seamlessly move workloads between uh, some of these nodes for best in class you know, cost of ownership. And you've talked about our ability to tier cold data into the cloud, which I believe it's uh, at this point table stakes. Yeah.
2: I've been here just about
1: 10 years. And,
2: and I remember there was a little mini campaign right after I joined about like out with the or and in with the and, right? And it's not particularly a new concept, but it always amazes me how many different ways we come up with ands, right? It's not, it's not, and we always talked about unified in the course of being both SAN and NAS. And that's, that's continued, right? And actually our SAN growth is, off the charts impressive right Um, but it's it's nvme and sas and and sas ssds and sas hard drives and nearline sas 10k drives and whichever way those media evolve i think we have some good guesses on which way the media will evolve and we can follow them but it's not about forcing customers to make hard cuts where it's well if i want to go to nvme i need to go to this bleeding edge completely different architecture that's different from my standard all-flash architecture, that's different from my disk architecture, that's different from my cloud architecture, it's being able to do all of that in that sort of
1: elegant simplicity. Um, so one could say that ONTAP democratizes these uh, technologies and enabled us to get our customers to adopt them in a non-disruptive way, right? One could say that and you you just did. So, okay. Yeah. I'd have
2: to not agree. Well, you know, mostly because it's true and because you're the boss, but you know, also because it's true.
0: All right. So so onTap 9.4 when I'm taking it as we're we're enabling NVMe over fabric as one of the feature sets. Um, NVMe attached SSDs are coming in the new platform not just onTap 9.4 specific but it's coming for the uh, A800 AFF platform. Um okay. so what cool we think talk- about that if I, if you uh, allow, allow me to interject one more time is
1: um, that that um, change to enable Um, a new protocol and to modernize basically SAN in our uh, clusters, it's also applicable for the A-Series platforms that uh, most of our customers have purchased in the last 18 months. Um, They will be in a position to simply uh, non-disruptively upgrade to a new version of ONTAP that all of a sudden will let them uh, support NVMe over fabrics into the host, uh, whether they, they purchased an A300, 700, or 700S, um, I think that's tremendous value. I think that comes to support um, our vision to to constantly um, uh, enable customers to, uh, you know, future-proof investments when uh, when they buy from that app. Yeah.
2: You, know, you know what I like about that is not only that we did it, and I don't want to come off as self-congratulatory about it, but you could have sat in this room and made a different choice, right? I mean, it would have been... I, not to over-trivialize it, but it could have been an if statement, right? Like, oh, nope, we're only going to allow the A800 to do that, and we could have come up with some fancy technical reason why and everything like that, trying to get people to forklift upgrade. And, you know, sometimes we have to draw the line on certain technologies about, you know, where will they actually work technically? But one of the things I like is, you know, having been here for a decade and seeing um, a couple of different ONTAP leaders go by, that is, there's been differences, but that's been one of the cultural things that's gone on, which is, you know, what's the right thing to do for the customer, and what's the right thing to do technically, and let's... Let's continue doing software innovation where it makes sense and not lock it to certain hardware if there's not a pretty solid technical reason to do
1: so. I, I think I would call that brilliant decision-making here, which requires, <laughs> which requires a, a high-five for public. Uh, yeah. high-five. All right. Wow. Again, there's no video. There. A lot Let's of
0: self-congratulation going on here, guys. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, I, it's it, well, I mean, it t- kind of ties into the overarching ONTAP discussion anyway, right? Because ONTAP itself, by definition, is supposed to be the single storage platform you need. Whereas, you know, competitors may have multiple storage OSs that you have to run to do different tasks. So, you know, having multi protocol with SAN and NAS in the same storage environment, being able to do NVMe or SSD or SAS attached drives, a lot of different options, a lot of tools in that toolbox uh, to give you more flexibility within a cluster. And you don't have to you know buy the whole farm just to get you know on tap, right? You can buy something at, on the edge like you talked about buying tap, Select, you know, per capacity, for, you know, doing the per terabyte purchase for licensing. So, you know, there's a lot of options there, and I think that is the way you want to approach tap is giving it for the masses, essentially.
1: Hey, so, uh, Justin, what do you think? Uh, what do you think are your audience um, will feel about tap supporting S3 interfaces?
0: I think they would like that a lot. Um, I think that I've been asked several times about that. Um, and, you know, making tap an S3 interface itself can enable more things such as tying it into fabric pool, which is also has some new feature enhancements within ONTAP 9.4 to further enable that story of having a single point of reference for your entire data center. I think you should get your audience to vote on that. Ooh, a vote, a poll? Will you be disappointed if only five people vote? (laughs) (laughs) No,
2: but it will be really good input for your next performance review. Yeah, Yeah, I got five
0: votes votes on my ONTAP poll.
2: (laughs) This is how much... why there's no surveys afterwards. Now, yeah. now I understand. Yeah, Don't make oh, me yeah. do this, because then
0: you'll then you'll see that it's I'm fudging the numbers. Account. I'm just refreshing the podcast over and over again to build up my plays. That
2: that makes sense. That's what I do. <laughs> um, it's kind of like the I I haven't told you those 11,000 views on your video were just I had my five year old hit refresh a lot. That poor kid. Uh, um, so you scarred
0: him. You've scarred him. I, now.
2: I did. It's true. Unfortunately, it was the red pants.
0: Yeah. Um, Put on your red pants and dance the blues. Well, there you go. Octavian has spoken. If you have interest in ONTAP supporting S3 more fully, be sure to drop us an email at podcast.netup.com and we'll be sure he sees it.
2: Slightly. I I can't even say back on tangent because I don't know where we went, but (laughs) there there are are no tangents. We we talk about I mean I think we're on a co tangent or maybe this a, this, I'm not sure. This entire
0: podcast talk. is a data fabric.
2: Continue. It pretty much is a data fabric. Uh,
0: you know, so
2: slightly slightly back on topic. You know, you're mentioning, on tap on select everything like that. I think you know there were some big, big announcements that were made on the launch about um, putting cloud volumes out on Google, right? Joining cloud volumes on Azure and AWS, and that certainly presented as a service, right? That is cloud volumes, but there is the on tap DNA powering that underneath, right? And so. I think the ability to, to put that on the cloud and then the Fabric Pool stuff, I think we touched on it, but Fabric Pool now going out to AWS and to Azure. And I think we certainly, you know, we won't make commitments, but I think we certainly have the intent to continue to expand to major hyperscalers where it makes sense. And so being able to, you know, tier your data from on-prem, tier your data from software-defined storage, tier your data in the cloud, um, you know, all, all of these different options, right? It, it's it's easier for us to say, oh, ONTAP 9.4 is out now with the second, you know, second iteration of fabric pool and it sounds very feature focused and it is but it's more about hey here's all the different tools we give you to put your data you know wherever wherever it makes sense right what was what was the saying we had a we had a friend who uh who recently departed where i can't remember all of them right right bite right place right time right cost right it's all about just just enabling an on tap is sort of the 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 trusted guardian the conveyor that you use to hold your data as you put it wherever it belongs right and, and that to me is what makes this uh an interesting play um, or, or fascinating time to be at Neapp because, you know, yeah, I could go on. I've been here a decade and I started as an SE and yes, we have absolutely fabulous storage appliances and we probably could have just kept selling storage appliances for another decade or so, but it's not nearly enough for what modern customers want and we're actually delivering the full breadth of what they want now. So that's a pretty cool place to be.
0: Yeah, and and with the six-month cadence, I mean, we've kind of had to adjust how we approach development. You know, we don't get to just hold things for 18 months and wait and wait and wait and finally deliver it. Now we kind of have to build it. It has to build to something. We can't just jump from, you know, point A to point B right away. There has to be little points in between, and we've been doing that with a lot of the feature sets where we've been treating them as building blocks to new things. So Fabric Pools is a good example of that, right? We didn't just roll out every cloud provider at once. We didn't roll out the active file system tiering that we have in ONTAP 9.4 right away. You know, we started out with snapshots. We started out with secondary volumes. We started out with just, you know, AWS. So now we've added Azure. We've added the active file system tiering. We've added a lot of feature-rich things within System Manager to help you manage it and do predictive analytics of how a Fabric Pool can help you.
1: Yeah. Well, frankly, I think uh, rolling out the Fabric Pool on the snapshots only, I think uh, while we felt it was clever from... uh, engineering point of view and de-risking the, uh, the capability initially um, it um, in, in my mind i think it backfired because many people um, misunderstood the fact that it only operated on on the snapshots as a data protection you know capability and we i think we've been in endless conversations where we had to correct that um, now i think that confusion is hopefully behind us and people see fabric pool for what it is uh, which is seamless steering of uh, of cold data into uh, you know perhaps a lower cost object store you know target whether it's a storage grid web scale on prem um, or a private cloud or uh, whether it's in the hyperscalers and as you said I think we started with AWS for obvious reasons because they are you know dominating in the marketplace and uh, we have um, we're adding azure to to that target list uh, in this release and you shouldn't be surprised if we're not going to support other hyperscalers especially since uh, everybody has adopted the link of rank of storage which is s3 yeah
0: and i mean honestly you could you could open up pvrs and get support for certain cloud providers you know talk to your NetUp sales rep you know open up the pvrs right. and see what you get um, but there are other examples of cloud providers out there, such as IBM cloud object storage, right?
2: To talk about one of the things we mentioned in 9.4, the other interesting one is um, the NVMe over fabric with fiber channel, right? Where I think we chose it because there are a couple different reasons and, you know, people have existing SAN infrastructure that they can use. It was ubiquitous and the standard was more developed and I think stable. But that also means the cool part is we could get it out and like, like Octavian said, it was 14 months from sort of the decision to do it to actually productizing it. But it's also following the same schedule. of you know In 9.4, I don't think any of us are under the impression that we post it for download and the next day people are putting their tier zero applications on a, a new protocol. But instead of just having to theorize about it, people can actually use it in 9.4. They can kick the tires. The, we're confident in the quality, and, and I'll put it this way. Octavian wouldn't allow the software to come out if he wasn't confident in the quality and if it didn't pass all our metrics. But there's a huge ecosystem for NVMe over Fabric, right? So on the operating system side, on the host driver side that we're confident it will be quality, but it also needs to mature. And things like multipathing need to arise and standardize, things like that. So what I love about the new cadence model is if we were sitting here on the precipice of shipping a 9.1 at this point, basically, we'd have to make a really tough decision about, well, the ecosystem isn't 100%, so do we hold this for another 18 months? Do we do this? Instead, it's no, it comes out now, you can use it with certain applications, especially if it's an application that's, um, you know, you're testing with it or it's got built-in application re- resiliency, like database mirroring or something like that, so you don't have to worry as much about the multi thing. You can kick the tires, you can see what benefits it gives you, you can see the performance benefits, you can see the ecosystem, you can move to it over time, and then, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, plans are subject to change, but certainly on the six-month cadence, when we get to something like a 9.5 at Insight, you'll start to see even more of that fill in. And that may be the part where it really moves from the kicking the tires mode. And in six months, we may be moving to this is the new standard for really high performance, low latency block storage, because it really is um, putting implementation aside from just a design and technology perspective. It is the next generation. There's not a trade off. It simply is better. Right. So I think you'll see people adopt it, um, but they'll adopt it on the six month cadence, which is a lot healthier than before, where maybe it would take three years to find out if something worked or not on a much slower cadence.
1: I think the market moves very fast nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, and NetApp's innovation, ONTAP's innovation uh, needs to keep up with that and, and lead. Yep, absolutely.
0: So speaking of leading, um, one area that I have been most impressed with in terms of what ONTAP is doing and how the product is evolving is the security side in, in Octavian. Many props to Juan Mahika for doing that. Because we've gotten a lot of stuff since ONTAP 9, right? We've gotten the NetApp uh, volume encryption. We've gotten the onboard key manager. We've gotten the offboard key manager support. Now in ONTAP 9.4, we're getting even more security feature functionality. And this is great because security is always changing, and we need to change with it. So, Jeff, I know security is very near and dear to your heart. Yes. So tell us all about the uh, security portions of this.
2: It, it, it was when I was in USPS, and now, you know, I, I sort of can't. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I, I actually came out of our federal business originally. So what is fascinating to me is the sort of stuff that, that Juan has been able to champion, and Octavian and the larger team have been able to deliver is stuff that we've been really wanting for the past decade. And now we have this nice convergence of the faster cadence to deliver it, some technical things like the ASI instruction set and the Intel chips, and just some more some innovation. So. Um, net volume encryption is scaling nicely. We certainly encourage people to turn it on and to use it. Um, please do that if you're not, it's it's a pretty straightforward checkbox to secure your data at rest. Um, you know Some of the newer stuff in 9.4 that's fascinating, um, options to add a passphrase into the um, onboard key manager. So you may not want to do it every time, like every time your data center power reboots or anything like that. But if you're transporting a system or transporting a shelf or something from one place to the other, which still happens, Um, Being able to secure that data in transit is impressive. The secure purge capabilities that are built in—you know—it's—it's kind of like—it's funny how everything builds on itself. So NV led the groundwork for everything being logically encrypted as it gets written out to the media. That lays the groundwork for something like secure purge, where you're not actually having to purge the data because the data is all crypto text. You're just purging the keys in a secure manner. That means that data is as good as gone. It's better than if you tried to overwrite it seven different times and didn't
0: actually get to the data anyways. It's also um, less so time consuming, right? Fun. You know, you don't have to that's, spend so much time doing it.
2: I, I can't even tell you, especially for sensitive customers and government customers, how many hours or days they'd have to spend, you know, moving the data they wanted to keep to another location and then completely scrubbing or even destroying the media that it was on. I mean, there's just um, a lot of process and a lot of cost and, and a lot of disruption to The business that's now eliminated by um, a pretty straightforward but elegantly implemented implementation of of crypto shredding. Um, so that's that's a big part of it. Um, what was the other piece? Remind me, Justin. There's the secure boot. There's the crypto shredding. There was another so, key. So
0: the, oh, the secure
2: the, boot. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So
0: the secure boot piece. I mean, you mentioned the you know you wouldn't want to enable that necessarily every time, but in a secure environment in a skiff, where yeah. somebody could get physical access to a system and change that password yeah. using the boot menu, It yeah. makes a lot of sense to have that secure boot on there because then you need a passphrase to even reboot the system and get access to it at all. Well,
2: I think there's two different things. There's putting a password on the onboard key manager so that it will, it will require that on startup to unlock the key manager, which unlocks the uh, NVE volumes or the NSE drives. Then there's also secure boot, which on some of the newer platforms will actually go into the UEFI firmware and actually validate that you've got a proper image on the system, which frankly is probably more of a theoretical concern, but it's one of those things that for people with a checkbox item that they've got to do it, or just for that ultimate insecurity that the software you're running has come directly from Octavian's laptop. Not No, so do we have a, it doesn't come, yeah. So actually, it comes from the factory, Octavian's factory, that the software is, is fresh off Octavian's factory with no detours through other providences. Um, that's a that's a huge, huge piece of the puzzle is to be able to do that sort of secure boot piece of it as well. So, And a part of 9.4 also is the ability that when you're doing that update from 9.3 to 9.4, it will validate that you have a um, good copy of 9.4 that hasn't been corrupted in the download, or theoretical other worst things that could happen, and so it'll validate all that for you. And you know, as a little extra simplicity thing, we made it so you didn't have to set up a separate HTTP server, or TFTP server, and, and do that little dance. You can just download the image onto your laptop and go into System Manager, hit a button. It validates the image is proper, and it starts that non-disruptive rolling upgrade across all your clusters. So. Um, You know, some of the stuff that quite honestly consumer devices have been doing for several years because it was more straightforward and everything there is internet connected, we're trying to bring that ease of simplicity of updating your, you know, Nest gear or your phone or whatever like that and bring it directly into your infrastructure as a non disruptive rolling upgrade that validates everything as it goes.
1: Are you comparing the um, on-tap simplicity to upgrade with uh, Nest?
2: No, I think the on tap stuff is actually easier than the last time I upgraded my nest. So um, that you know, but that's the goal, right? Is, is is consumer devices are really setting the user experience, right? And and it's not just about are you better than these traditional three or four competitors that we compete with in the enterprise space because, um, what's your line, right? Not everyone has the Gen of storage anymore, right? Um, and uh, you know, now we're competing with people who grew up with their phones doing firmware updates, right? Or with their device, you know, uh, logging into their TV and their TV wants to do an, a software update, right? So if we're not at least competing on that level, which I think with 9.4, we're getting, if not there, pretty darn close, I think we're pretty much there, um, then, then we're not offering a service. And the geniase of storage can still go in the CLI, they can still do it manually, we haven't taken away the power. Um, but, but and, and doing it securely by validating the boot image and doing all the good stuff there that we do as well, uh, make sure it's a safe process as well.
0: Yeah, it's essentially yes. something for everyone, right? If you like the GUI, great, go use it. If you don't yep. like the GUI, great, go use a CLI. So, I mean, that's, you're giving your options out as opposed to having a GUI that maybe required you to go to the CLI on occasion.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And uh, rumor has it that RESTful APIs um, are going to be ubiquitous in ONTAP uh, in the
0: November release. Is that true? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I, I'm. I i do not know if I'm at liberty to say that. The highest ranking person in the room and looking at you. See, yes. Senior Vice President says it must be true.
2: <laughs> it's that's how targeted, it goes. Targeted for
1: for the uh, fall.
0: Plans are subject to change. Subject to change.
1: Octavian makes no commitment. No. Sorry. No. No. Octavian's just made a commitment that we will do that.
0: All right. There you have it. Restful API is coming soon. Let's not spoil anything else because then we can't talk about anything at in Insight. <laughs> Plus
2: we won't need Justin.
0: What's Jeff going to do? Oh,
2: oh, oh yeah. If we, if we spoil all the nine five stuff, we won't need Justin for we that. You won't need
0: right? me for it at all. You'll just have to put me on the flex groups or something.
2: Yeah. Wait, when do we take you? Okay.
0: Exactly. 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 <laughs> Check <laughs> So, uh, as far as the new other new stuff in on tap nine four, we didn't really cover in detail SMB multi-channels coming. So that's better performance for your SMB three uh, interfaces and servers. Um, We're also adding efficiencies in the shape of snapshot block sharing, so being able to dedupe when there's a file in a snapshot that also exists in the active file system, saving you that extra space. We couldn't do that before. Background aggregate deduplication scanners to allow you to deduplicate at the aggregate level, not just inline, but also on stuff that's already been placed. Uh, We also added the ability to uh, basically offload the core files that get generated when when a system crashes, Uh, to the boot device to make sure that we can save you space in your node root aggregates. So a lot of storage efficiencies improvements as well. We're also uh, doing rapid disk zeroing. So if you've ever tried to initialize an ONTAP system and just basically watched the little dots go across the screen, that doesn't have to happen anymore. You can now instantly initialize a system using the rapid disk zeroing in ONTAP 9.4. So Octavian, um, what else do you want to tell us all about ONTAP 9.4? Anything you want to close up on?
1: Well, I think uh, on DEP 9.4, it's another iteration of our innovation. Um, You've seen us now um, deliver with more passion and more pace than than many of the startups in in the Valley or anywhere in the world. Um, I think we're delivering on the vision of a uh, modern data center and, you know, its characteristics around cloud software definition, you know, flash, Um, intelligence and and, and so forth and I couldn't be more excited uh, to to be leading this team uh, because at the end of the day um, I I feel that I'm surrounded by a bunch of uh, brilliant engineers and and product people who um, are looking to to come to work every day and and make that uh, their their masterpiece so I, I have the best job at NetApp
0: all right, Jeff, Octavian, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, Octavian, again, if they want to reach you on social media, what does that handle again on Twitter? At O-C-T-A-V. All right, and uh, we're also going to dive deeper into ONTAP features. Uh, the rest of the month, you know, in the coming weeks, we'll dive into fabric pools. Uh, we'll talk about MVME and the A800. We will talk about supportability, because we actually got the supportability team in here to talk about the new stuff in ONTAP 9.4 for them. And we'll also talk about a few other things, so stay tuned for that. Uh, and thanks for joining us. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontapodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Techontap Tech podcast team, I'd like to thank Octavian Tanase and Jeff Baxter for joining us this week. As always, thanks for listening.